Old friends are like old memories. They always remind you of your past. And we are reminding ourselves of the past episodes from this week of Good Company for the best of Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. We're talking about marriages and some of those things that you have found in your relationship has helped navigate some of the rough waters. For example, a message here from Lynn. She said, our kids are second in our relationship. Sorry, not sorry. Um, the reason for this is she says that they're not going to let their kids go hungry, unclothed, unloved, but they have to really come together as a team to be able to most effectively be parents. And so kids second their relationship first. If that foundation's strong, the rest will be good as well. Uh, message here from Dallas saying, uh, we have a, you deal with your side, I'll deal with mine, our approach to our families. <laughs> I, can, I can see that working well. Uh, family chats can be overwhelming when you've got multiple family chats happening. So you relay the message to your family. I'll relay the message to mine. Uh, yeah, why not? Figuring out how much dysfunction you are willing to work with before you get married. Uh, and this is where premarital counseling really comes in handy. My husband likes the fact that sometimes I can be unstable. It keeps him on his toes. <laughs> And I just feel unstable as I have high emotions, low emotions, all the emotions in between. I'm a very emotional person, a bit of an empath. My daughter's the same way. And so for him, who is like emotionally so stable, it just it works out well. I keep it interesting and he keeps me stabled. Um, so there we go. A, a good thought about as you're heading into a marriage and you want it to be long term, figure out. Where are your boundaries and what will you uh, live with and what will be a deal breaker? Okay, one more, one more. Uh, never start an argument by saying you or using absolutes like always or never. Try to use phrases that are more team focused like I feel as though we have an imbalance with the work relationship for home stuff. Okay. Do you agree? It's not confrontational. You're asking a question. You're acknowledging that something's not working for you? I think that's a good tip. I like it. I'm going to write that down. Because <laughs> I always say always, and it doesn't work so well. I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking must-haves for my daughter. It's apparently pockets in her dress. I think for a lot of us, pockets in our clothes, absolutely. Women's fashion, why the no pockets? Anyway, that's a, a whole other conversation. There's actually a really nice story about a family who was feeling like they were just too stressed. They needed a different kind of lifestyle, and they need to save some money, and they are saving $27,000 a year. How? Well, they decided to move to a houseboat, Sarah and Brandon. So pretty incredible. They're just hanging out on a houseboat, saving money, and they have found it's actually helped their mental health as well, being on the water, around nature. So kind of an interesting thing. I don't think it's a must-have in my life, living in the water, literally, like floating on top of it. Um, but I think for me, a must-have, besides snacks, <laughs> would be some kind of working out or just being outside. I, I do really love gardening. Producer Mike, you got a must-have for me? Yeah, I think my must-have is, is like the infrastructure that's around me. Uh, transit, I need that. Yeah. I need to be able to, to hop on a bus and get to somewhere, anywhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, just that freedom to travel is really important to me. Yeah. I, I think for a lot of people, too, when if you can't go anywhere, you can just feel so stuck. 
Yeah, and since uh, I used to have a car, I don't anymore. And since I lost that, you know, it, it does. It feels like it affects my freedom, but it doesn't if I'm close enough to a bus stop. Yeah, that's and fair. that can get me to the train station. It can get me to an airport. Yeah, it can get me wherever I need to go. So. And that's the great thing about living here. I mean, because growing up in Edmonton, you're like, when's the bus coming? Exactly. Oh, tomorrow. I'm so <laughs> blessed to live in an area that actually has reliable transit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm just making jokes. If you are from Alberta like me, you know it's not that bad. But sometimes it feels like it. I remember growing up in the 90s, I had to do the dial-a-bus. Nice. <laughs> it was like pre-Uber. You call your bus. You wait half an hour. And then it shows up and you do all these, oh, it was not, it just did not flow well. No fun on a snowy day. <laughs> Dial a bus. I do not recommend zero stars out of five, but at least it did the trick in a pinch. Hey, thank you for hanging out with me here today on Good Company. There's lots of ways to do so thanks to modern technology. But, of course, if you love the radio, go to the AM dial, 1250, and you can tune in and listen to Good Company and Joy Radio. Uh, Also, you can use your smart speakers and a smartphone. We've got an app called My Joy Radio app, and we are there both as a podcast and streaming live. Well, today, a very special day for pet lovers. Mm-hmm. It is a day to celebrate your furry four-legged creature friends um, or maybe your fish. Whatever you have, we're celebrating our pets today. If you've got one and you want to send us a picture, uh, I am all for pet pictures, especially now that I have a cat. Still a kitten, not a year old yet. His name is Nico, and he's become quite a, uh, a fan favorite in our household. Uh, my husband has the oddest name for him. It's like five five names like Nico Von something anyway so the poor cat like he's just generally confused but super cute uh, producer Mike you also have a cat I do yeah I have cute names for her as well yeah what? yeah her author name is uh, HR Fluffy Bottom <laughs> 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 Anybody who has a pet, you know. Yeah, it's true. Oh, those cutesy names for them. Yeah. <laughs> that don't make so any true. sense. You're like, what did you name your pet? Oh, it's funny. But there is a ton of dollars that go into the economy because of pets. We love our pets. We pay for all sorts of things that maybe aren't a necessary thing. What is the most unnecessary thing you have gotten your cat? <laughs> okay, ready for this? I have a remote-controlled ball. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's this little, it's hard to explain. <laughs> it's about the size of a tennis ball. I have an app on my phone, and you just drive the ball around on uh-huh. the floor. A cat chases it. cat gets chased by it. It wears her out. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Well, that's good. That's so funny. <laughs> and my inner child comes out as well, you know, play with a remote control ball. Well, for sure. Yeah. I think that's a double win. It's, it is. Was for it for sure. her or for you? It was a little bit of both. Yeah. Some from column A, some <laughs> yeah. from column B. Oh, my goodness. Text message here. Uh, this is from Luke. He says they have a dog. He is 14. Uh, his name is Radar, and he is the best dog ever. Uh, Luke, I'm just going to say you probably have a few people who might dispute that claim but that's the thing like you love your pets like they're a part of your family they are a part of your family right so if you're like luke and you have the best pet ever feel free to text us 905-338-1250 fun fact you can also send pictures we do love to see them so uh, send us a picture of your pet and uh, we'll have some fun with it I'm Holly Taylor. We're talking about those things that motivate us to make changes. For example, Daniel was motivated to lose weight because that was the only thing stopping him from donating his kidney to his son. Good news. 
it's a go. He achieved his goal, which is incredible. Um, I used to work out with the idea of I work out so I can eat ice cream, and it worked. I worked out, <laughs> I would have ice cream. By the end of my one month challenge, I no longer needed the ice cream as motivation. Now, fun fact, food should not be a reward. But in my case, it worked. But it could actually end up with like other issues with suddenly now you can't do things without there being some kind of weird snack at the end, like Smarties or Skittles. So, you know, motivation comes in all shapes and sizes. Producer Mike, any text messages today with some motivating uh, motives? Yeah, you know how uh, flowers are expensive, right? Yeah, they are. You've been to a florist recently? I try not to. <laughs> we got a message here from Thomas. He says he enjoys gardening. He is motivated to do it because it saves him money on flowers for his wife. <laughs> I love it, Thomas. Oh, that is so great. You've got all of your lilies and then you just, you know, cut them down and there's some beautiful flowers. Yeah, beautiful. A rose garden you can just walk her out to and yeah. pull something down for her. Exactly. I love it. I think the romance is strong there. I love that so much. Okay, talking about things that motivate you. Uh, we got a message here from Sylvia. She said she started walking on a daily basis so that she could keep up with the grandbabies as they grew. Oh, yes, that is definitely good motivation. When you're around kids, you realize how out of shape you are. You're like, I used to be able to play this hard, and now I need some water. <laughs> I'm really parched and it's been five minutes. So there you go. Spending time with loved ones, a beautiful motivational factor. Lots of ways for you to join us here at Good Company, whether it be through our podcast, where every year podcast you can look for uh, Good Company. Or, of course, you can always listen to us through the radio, AM 1250 on the dial, or streaming at joyradio.ca. I'm Holly Taylor, and a really incredible story of a guy by the name of Tom Turich, um, and he took seven years to travel the world, his quest to discover the meaning of life. He was 17, and he'd been in a horrific accident, and it took the life of his best friend. And so being 17, he really had a hard time with the loss of life and how can life be taken from us so simply? So we had an existential crisis. That's what he would say, exactly. And so he took some time to try to find himself and figure out the meaning of life. So he traveled the world. And I find it a fascinating thing. Sometimes we have to lose ourselves to find ourselves. And so there he is, doing the thing, trying to figure out what is the meaning of life. And I think a lot of people have gone through those phases. And I think a lot of us have come to some kind of personal and unique answer. And I love that. I mean, we're talking about games and the strategy. And, and sometimes the meaning of life for you is, is more about serving God or serving people. Um, the meaning of life can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I just found it as an interesting story. Being 17 and being so taken with, like, why are we even here? A very common question, and being able then to uh, answer the question in your own time. It took him seven years, but there he is now, living a healthier life, having healed, and having walked a lot. In total, 28,000 miles, 38 countries. I mean, talk about a way to try to find yourself, literally losing yourself in Australia.